hello and welcome back to Raising the Revival Generation, episode 28, which is actually season two, episode three. Um, you got in case, it. Yeah, in case you wanted to do it Woo-hoo. that way. Um, but uh, it's awesome to be back with you, now the housekeeping. Yeah, well, welcome back again. And, you know, this podcast, our vision for this podcast is to equip you as parents, as church leaders, as grandparents, as community members um, to invest into this next generation. I just read a post, I think it was Sean somebody, I don't know. And he talked about how like we have this- Shout out to Sean. Sean, prove it, prove it. Don't know who that is. I don't know, anyway. Uh, and, and how this generation, Gen Z, like it's like a really bad rap, right? We, we don't, we like to make fun of them, right? Um, however, it's like the hungriest generation that we've seen. And as um, seasoned youth pastors and children's pastors, uh, we would definitely agree with that. This is a hungry generation um, that we are raising. And so this podcast is to equip you in your life to do so, to come and join us on this journey. So if you haven't done so already, go ahead and give us a like, a subscribe, a heart, whatever it is, on whatever platform it is. We're on multiple platforms. We're on YouTube. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We even have a listener on iHeartRadio. Somebody told us recently, which we didn't think that anybody was on there, but <laughs> shout out to you. God bless uh, you. It's, it's, it's our, an amazing lady who saved my life getting me an umbrella. It's a whole story one time, um, but uh, we're really excited because I was about to pull us off of iHeartRadio because we didn't think anybody was on there. So that's exciting. Um, and of course, go ahead and follow us on our socials. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, and of course our Facebook community, which is Raising the Revival Generation Fellowship. We're also on X. We are on X. But like no, we one, are on TikTok But there's too. only there's only two subscribers to our ex, and that's me, and that's you. <laughs> so <laughs> that is that is true. So um, yeah. So anyway, we're easily accessible. I guess is how we'll put it. You can access raising the revival generation or revival generation ministries. In fact, you can even go to revivalgenerationministries.com and partner with us today. If this ministry has blessed you, go ahead and do that. All right. Now that our commercials are done and our plea for support um, is over, we're going to get going with this episode. And as of right now, we are 11 subscribers away from 400 on our YouTube channel. Yes. Which is actually a big feat because we started this in January of yeah. this year. Mm-hmm. So we were happy when we reached 60. Oh, that so, was a hair in my mouth. Okay, there you go. Yeah. That's, if you're watching, you should watch <laughs> because you never know what you're going to see. You can uh, watch us on Spotify too, though. Yeah, well, I'm just telling them they should watch. I didn't oh, well. tell them to go to YouTube. But, okay. but you should go to YouTube and subscribe anyway. Subscribe on all the platforms because it just... Because one thing that happens is, is when we do podcasts like this, I was talking to a content creator mm-hmm. who's a Christian. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, you know, Google and YouTube and all these places, as, as the message is growing and as people are liking and as people are engaging in it, they'll push it. Yeah. So what a right. better way than to use YouTube to push the gospel. Right. Push family podcasting because that's like there's a big attack against family values and YouTube is one of the main sources of that. So why not flood it with good Amen. gospel right. centered teaching on how a family should be? And so that's one thing that we're trying to do with right. this is to take... The principle of the world, the, the algorithm that the world uses to push their garbage mm-hmm. and use it for the kingdom of God. And that's why on our YouTube channel, our like highlighted video or trailer, or whatever it is, it's literally the gospel message. Yeah. It's, it's a gospel presentation because that's what it's all about at the end of the day is about winning souls for Jesus. And so if you want to share that video, go right ahead because it's literally, it's just the gospel, literally the gospel message. Um, and you can find that right on our, our YouTube channel. And, you know, again, we, we have actually, we had our very first live 
Raising the Rival Generation. Uh, we did not do a podcast episode. It was not a podcast episode, but our first like live speaking as this ministry. Yes, we did. Um, this past weekend, uh, there was an event in New England, and it was hosted a worship by the Jesus Project. By the Jesus Project, who's always linked below, um, uh, especially with soul winning resources. It's right there. Yep. Um, and great like merch, by the way. Like yeah, really shirts cool shirts. Stuff. It's pretty cool. Really cool. And so anyway, they asked us to come and speak, and so we did that. And that was the first time that we've spoken together, I think. We've done panels and things like that before a long time ago. But as far as this ministry, Revival Generation Ministries, it was our first. And so that was exciting. Um, and I think, it, I think it went pretty well. I hope it did. Oh, I know where I was going. So we were asked in that, again, we were asked, why are there not more podcasts like ours? And, you know, especially, uh, I guess, like, people feel like there's kind of a lack in Christian parenting podcasts. Not just Christian parenting. But spirit-filled. Spirit yeah. yeah, and, and especially podcasts like ours. You know, we're not a how-to method. This is not how to raise your children. Well, it is, but not how to discipline your children. We're not going to give you six e easy steps, you know, to make sure that your children comply with every order that you give them. That's not what we're all, all about. You know, we're about Jesus, and we're about Holy Spirit-filled parenting. And so we're kind of are a little bit different. We're kind of, I don't know, a little bit unique in that area well, in the well, world of podcasts. Actually, I guess in the world of Christian parenting in general. Well, and part of that too is like when Paul writes to like the churches, he says, you have the mind of Christ. Mm -hmm. And John says that too. He says, you know the truth because you have the anointing, which is from the spirit that you know truth. Right. So like for us, when we look at, when we looked at doing a podcast like this, it's, it's less about teaching you methodology. methodology. Right. Although we do have, just so you know, there's new content where we're going through the gospel of Luke, one video a week. Yes. It's very small bite-sized sections. I think the longest video we have out of the four that we've done thus far is 10 minutes. Yeah. But it, but the, the whole idea of it is not to teach you like method, but to in, empower you because right. you have the spirit. You have the mind of Christ. The spirit of God empowers you just as it empowers us. It's not like it's some secret hidden knowledge. No, it's tapping into the source that God has given to all of us. Right. And so when we come at it, like we're not teaching you 10 steps to be a better parent per se. We're not, te we're teaching you just to hear the spirit yes, and then follow the spirit as you're parenting. Cause as we said way back that parenting is a calling. That's right. It's a ministry. It is a ministry. You're, you're the shepherd of the sheep and those sheep are your children. Right. And, um, and they are gods. Amen. And so it's understanding that. And so this podcast, the raising of the revival generation is not, is not giving you a methodology of how to do things. It's teaching you to hear the voice of God. Yeah. And, it, and we do give tips. So like, right. we're not saying if you follow this method, this is how you obtain this secret knowledge. Or, right. or it's, it's to say, no, this is how we went down this journey of hearing the voice yeah. of the spirit. And he birthed in us this amazing vision to do a ministry like this. Because you want to know something? I, I think about this all the time. It's like, what is going to change the world? It's when families, Amen. Like, families start, start living the way that God intended them to do, to right. do so. Like when, when we start raising up godly children, when That's one right. generation passes on that knowledge and that wisdom and that understanding of the presence of God and who God is, when one generation declares the works of the Lord to the next, and then the next generation takes that baton and they push it forward. Right. And so that's really what this is about. So Yeah. Well, and I think that that's like one of the issues, we'll say issues or issues. difficulties when it comes to media or um, educational resources for families, for parenting. And there is a saturation in the market, right? There's thousands of Christian parenting books. There's, you know, there's people who say do this, this, and this. And, you know, thousands of devotional books. Um, 
But a lot of times what they miss is the Holy Spirit in it. Amen. So a lot of it is, you know, just a devotional. Like, and you see this all the time. You see people looking for devotionals for their kids. Like, you know, oh, I want to get my teenager devotional so that, the, you know, they'll really get on fire for the Lord, right? Um, but that teenager has no idea how to study God's word on their own because they've been handed a devotional book every, you know, every year of their life. And so it's, you know, a little story and then you get your verse and your application or whatever, but they lack the the knowledge on how to actually study God's scripture without that devotional book. And then you send them to college and you go, oh, I don't understand what happened. I don't understand. Like, why, why aren't they still going to that church that we hooked them up with or, or whatever? Um, because there's a lack of like learning how to eat on their own, right? You're kind of spoon feeding them baby food still. And there's, they're, they're not understanding. And one of the things we were thinking about, or I, we were just talking about, but I was thinking about this week is, is in our family devotionals. So when we say devotional, meaning we just sit down and read God's word. We read it as a family, yeah. a, but we, we choose it's a, not rehearsed. Like, it's I not rehearsed, it's not pre-planned. We just, we, we pick a book and we kind of have everybody have input on what book that they want to study. I keep hitting this, of course. And, um, you know, we sit down and we read it together and we just take it in small bites, bit by bit. And we let the spirit lead as we go throughout that day. And sometimes we read a little bit and sometimes we read a lot of it more. Oftentimes they're begging for more, especially as right now we're going over in Kings right now. So they're, (laughs) they, they love the stories, but. So we went through First Samuel, Second Samuel, and then David ends in Kings, and, yes. they, and they just wanted to continue with that right. story. And one of the things that, like, I have found that's so profound is like as we're reading God's word, and and it's important to teach that the word is living. Yeah. Right. It's not just a moral compass book. It's a living word. And so that's how we should read it. When we read it, we, we should read it as if it is a person speaking to us. It, it is a person speaking. It's yeah. the word speaking to us. And so what's incredible is that when we're doing this with our children is that, you know, things become illuminated. We start reading things in scripture that we haven't read before. And that happens to all of us, right? That happens to people when you read God's word, because again, it's, it's living. You could see, read the same verse a thousand times. And then one day, you know, it clicks and you go, oh, oh, I never read that before. And so what's happening is that our children are seeing that happen in our lives. So they're just see, they're watching that happen as we're reading and we we chew on things and we discuss things and we ask questions, right? And then in that they're learning to do the same thing. So they're listening to things and saying, "Oh, but what about this?" and you know, chewing on it and they're learning how to read his scripture in that. And they're picking up on cool names like Ellie Fellet and Eagle. <laughs> yes. So, quick, if you can tell us where Ellie Fellet and Eagle are, we'll Very give you a thumbs up. We talked about this in a previous episode. So, oh, if that's they were cheating. listening, then it's easier. But, real fast, when we were talking about like calling and stuff like that, it was down at the river in May when we were um, getting our licensing. Yep. Where I went to a morning service because you weren't feeling well, and I, I was, and I was very sick. by myself, and I was praying, and, and Dr. Rodney was teaching, but he was, he was specifically talking about like, like family and stuff like that in ministry. And he was talking about the gifts and the diversity of the gifts. And he said a manifestation of, this is First uh, Corinthians, Dr. Rodney did not write this. Paul Dr. Did. Rodney had a word brown if you're wondering who yeah, it is. Um, in First Corinthians chapter 12, it says a manifestation of the spirit is given to each person for the common good. And so many times what we do is mm. we, we regulate that to church. Right. Because it is written to a church, but a church is made up of families. Right. That's why they're always talking about family, house order, husbands and wives, the relationship. It's all covered because that's what makes up a church. And right. as we say, a church is a family. It's the family of God that's made up of individual families. Mm. And so when it's talking about this verse here, he was saying like that, those gifts and those manifestations of the gifts of the spirit, they don't go away when you go home. Yeah, that's right. They, it's not like it's, it's segregated out like in my Christian, you're not like Batman at night and Bruce <laughs> Wayne during the day. No, you always are a child of God. 
Right. Like you don't go into a phone booth like Superman and then change your cost and then all of a sudden you're, that's who you are. No, it's who you are every day of your life. Mm-hmm. Which means when you're at work, guess what? You're a child of God, so Amen. it matters how you work. When you're parenting, you're a child of God, so it matters how you parent. And so those gifts that God has given to the church, they're for individual believers to build up the body, but the body right. is made up of family units. That's what makes it that's what makes it what it is. And there was another statistic that we saw that was like it was like divorce rates. And how crazy they are. Right. But when a family state, when a family reads the Bible and prays together, it's like one out of every 400 right. families it begins to change gets things. divorced versus right. half. It's like one out of two or right. one out of three or whatever. This, the, the, this because the word of God, when we come to this right here, we tell our kids this. This is a spiritual encounter. Right. It's not a history lesson, although there's history in it. Yeah. It's changing our worldview because this is the perspective through which we should interpret everything. Right. How do we do family? Well, it's not based upon what Dr. Phil says, what Oprah says, <laughs> the best self-help books for right. parents. You know, it's not based on that. It's based upon the word of God. That's right. And when we, when we interpret the world around us through the word of God, what's the problem with the world? It's sin. That's right. Then we're able to, to get the solutions from the Word of God and live godly lives and then get the fruit of that. So it's really, the, the, I don't know why we're going back to like the basics. And in episode 28, we're going back to why we launched this and what our, what our ideology of the ministry is or whatever. But that's what it is. It's to right. empower you because God has a super calling for you as a parent and, and for your kids' lives. And you are the, like, I always say this, we're like the gatekeeper. Yeah. We're the ones that God said, I trust you and I, and enough to bless you with this child. And so it's, it's our job to go back to him for that, for that um, wisdom and, and guidance to lead them and to do, use those gifts of the, that he's given us to right. raise them up in that way. Right. And so what happens when your family is going through a difficult time or a trial or hard changes? You're asking me? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, at least... I, I, I was looking at you when I asked. Oh, it. I was looking at my phone when you asked it. <laughs> no, like I'm asking because, like our our family, you know, we've got some things that we'll be sharing shortly. Um, but you know, where our family is in is in I wouldn't say a time of trial, but we are in a time of transition, and um, it's a lot of emotions right now for our children and for our family. And so, so I guess the question is that I would ask that maybe our listeners would ask is how do we how do you do that? How do you take this, like, on, you know, when things are good and you're doing, you know, you're studying God's word as a family, how do you apply it when? So, so like, a, a lot, well, a lot of it's the stories that they have in the Bible that are very, ap- right. like, the reason why Hebrews chapter 11 is written is so that you can see how people responded in certain ways of faith. Right. Um, and so that, that, it's like, this is what faith is, and you're called to believe in faith. So, like, he's given us examples. It's not like, God says, live by faith and doesn't tell us how to. Right. Or even, even with obedience, right? It's not like God says, you have to obey my word, but then he doesn't show us how. He gives us Jesus as the ultimate example of, mm. of obedience. But, um, but I was thinking about like, that question there, right there, and that's our story, mm. right? So the, if you go back to the very first episode, we talked about heartache and brokenness right. and losing like everything that you could ever think about losing in ministry and in life. And it just felt like it was hard. Right. But this is, if I can encourage you in one, in one thing that I've, and on this journey, and I was telling a friend about this the other day when we were at um, lunch. I was saying this journey has been one where I, I read, where it says like, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. Amen. The righteous run into it and they are saved. Is that in this journey, in this process of, even through the brokenness, I've learned to come to the God who is my refuge. Yes. And when I don't have anybody else around me, I have God and he's become that strong mm. tower for me and mm. for our family. So like, there's been times where things seem overwhelming and I'm questioning God, is this just me being stupid? Right. Like, are you in this? And I run to God rather than running to people's 
opinions. And this, this is a process, by the way. And it's got me to the point where I can feel his presence and I can hear his voice. Ah, that's right. And, and so I can say with more assuredly now than even in episode one, mm. and even in episode two, three, four, that's probably right. that whole first season, is that the Lord is my refuge. That's right. And when those times and trials come, I can go into his presence and I can, he's, his spirit's there. And I, I was telling my friend this, like I can feel the weight of him. Mm. Like when he enters the room, I can just sit there and be still and just talk and just share my heart. And it's, a, it's been a beautiful encounter, but it had to come, it came through that road of brokenness, yeah. really. Right. It came through losing all those things. I, well, I, and, and, and submitting. And submit, well, because that's what you got to learn. When you have nothing else, well, who do you run to? Right. What can you run to but God? But, but God. And so in my life, um, in our life and in this journey, I always say that that was the blessing that I didn't know was the blessing. Mm-hmm. Like, it felt like I was losing everything, but really God was stripping away the things that I, I came to treat like a, like a theological security blanket. God was taking those things away Amen. so that I could truly know right. who he is. Because I wouldn't know God as my refuge right. and my strength, the ever-present help in times of trouble, unless I went through times of trouble. Right. Well, was, this is one of the things that I taught um, in our children's ministry fairly recently. And we, we looked at wheat. And I think I mentioned it here, but it's worth mentioning again, right? Um, and, you know, <clears throat> sorry, scripture talks about wheat and bread and all these things quite often. I mean, you look at at wheat when you're out like when they're out harvesting the wheat a lot has to happen before that wheat is even usable right it's if you just like hand me like a head of wheat which is what i think it would be like it, it's fairly like unusable right they have to break it and the 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 things have to the shaft i think it's what it, it has to come off and you know you're left with the inside and then you have this this it's not a seed i don't know this grain whatever and then that has to be like, we had to grind that. Like that has to go through this whole process of grinding. Mm. But even then when you have your uh, mill, like when you have your milled flour or whatever, it's still useless. Like yeah. no one's going to go and eat a spoonful of flour except for maybe your toddler. Mm. And then they'll, they'll greatly regret it, right? You then have to like add things. You have to add oil and water and things to make it usable <clears throat> and then apply heat. Mm. And so when we look at like our lives, you know, we all have this, we're all on this journey, right? And the first is like the harvest, you know, first we're being harvested. First, the Lord is, you know, coming out and he's picking us and then he's removing that shell and he's getting to the inside, right? But then we have this process that we have to go to and you might be in a grinding process or you might be now refined and now you're about to get mixed with, you know, some Holy Spirit oil and water and become something else that essentially to become useful. Yeah. <laughs> I don't well, know. Maybe the word useless is on my mind because I was in Titus. Well, so. I, was, I was thinking about like, like when it talks to be transformed by the renewing of your mind, mm-hmm. when something is like there's there's the idea of conforming to something, yeah. and we conform to religious systems, we conform right. to ideologies, gender studies, right. like all these different things that get pushed on us. We start conforming the way that we do, but then there's the renewing of the mind, which comes through the Word of God. And when you're being renewed, in the you're no longer being conforming. Just so you know, when it says don't conform to the ways of this world, it's like taking a cookie cutter with Play-Doh. Right. And you smush that Play-Doh in there and all that extra excess squirts out the side and then it forms to the shape. That's what the world tries to do us to do to us. Put us in a mold that we don't belong in and then therefore we're like losing stuff. We're like, it's seeping out. Like it's, 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 not the, it's not what we're supposed to, but when you're transformed, you're not losing anything. Right. In fact, it's a molding and it's a shaping. And when you put a seed into the ground, right, it has all that compression right. from the dirt and all this, and and the and the bacteria and stuff are coming, are, are like literally taking it you from the seed, and it's it's the pressure, the yep. nutrition, the bacteria, and then it blossoms and there's Burst life forth. Yeah. into this beautiful whatever God wants you to be, and and that's and sometimes in the in the transforming process, 
there's pressure. That's right. There's the there's the there's the confrontation. And it of, feels uncomfortable. Yeah, because there's the confrontation of what you think is what you believe, right? Versus what you truly believe, and mm-hmm. and that always comes down to like when the rubber hits the road moments, right? And I always love I love going to like when you know you believe something, you're like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Mm. Yeah. Right? They said our God is able to save us, right? Like they believed it to the point where they're like, even if He doesn't, we're still not bowing, right? So we'll walk into the fire gladly because we know who our God is, right? And even if he doesn't save us, we're still not bound because we know who our God is. Well, it's kind of like if you think about, um, we were doing marriage counseling like a little while ago, or we were doing premarital counseling with a couple a little while ago. And we're talking, we're we're talking about trial and fire and all of those things. And so like, but you, what, what we asked is if all this was stripped away and all this, you know, bad stuff happened or like whatever, would you still choose to marry this person? Like in your heart, if you're like asking this and, and you have all these trials going on and all these things, you know, would you still marry this person? Like, how do you know, like you found the one or whatever, right? And of course the answer is, you know, yes, absolutely. I know in my heart, like that this is the person I'm supposed to marry. And so like, you have to have that like resolve of like, I know that this is like what God has said. I know that this is who he is. This is what I'm hearing that it doesn't matter. There's a freaking thing flying in front of my face but it doesn't matter what who comes along and says what that this is what the lord has said so this is what i'm going to do this is what i've heard it doesn't matter what man what woman what ministry what anything comes along and says no 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 or yes 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 right this is what the lord told me to do yeah and and that's that comes from hearing god's voice yes like so like if if god's speaking to you like you gotta i mean we've had situations where that where god spoke to us and then we almost had like this not temptation, but to have someone come up and almost give a word of, of, of a way out. Yeah. It's almost That's like, happened to us quite often, actually. It's almost like that way out where we could go down that road and we could be like, okay, well, God said this now, so we don't have to do what he's originally told us. But it's actually doubled downing on, on our faith and, and believing that we've heard the voice of God. And can you stop doing that? I, I just, I'm going crazy. But, but it, it, it's, it's really um, like, like God, because his word says, he says, my sheep know me. Right. They know me. And, and that word know is, it's an intimate knowledge. So like God could have used any kind of analogy right. for, for the, his relationship with his people. Jesus could have said any kind of analogy, but he said, I'm the good shepherd. My sheep know me. Why do they know me? Because I'm with them. Right. I'm leading them. And, and, and it's just a fulfillment of Psalm 23, right? right? The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I want. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name, name's sake. Uh, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. And there's more to that, and you can go look it up. But Jesus is the fulfillment of that. And Amen. he says, my sheep know me because I walk with them. That's right. Like, and they hear my voice. Right. And they know the shepherd's voice because I call them. Mm. He's, that's what he says in, in Luke, uh, John chapter 10. Mm. He says, I am the good shepherd. I lay down my life for the sheep. I spend time with the sheep. The sheep know my voice. They know who I am, and they follow me. Right. So understand that when you hear the voice of God, like, hold on to that voice, like, to, the, to what God's speaking. And there are going to be th- situations and things that come up that try to take that away from you, mm. that try to not, don't want you to go on those roads. But, like, don't hold on to the voice of God. Hang on to what he says because he's the good shepherd. He's going to lead you on the path of righteousness That's right. for his name's sake. And people might come up into your life and they might say things not because they're mean, not because they hate you, not because they're bad, but actually because they love you. But, but like... Even Peter went to Jesus and said, you're never going to die on the cross. And what did Jesus say? He said, get behind me, Satan. Not because Peter right. was, was the manifestation of Satan like in that moment, but his actions was going to take away from what God had already right. ordained for him to do, his calling. Well, I think like opposition, like opposition to God's calling usually happens by somebody 
who you're f- who's familiar with you or somebody that you greatly respect. Yeah. Right. Opposition from calling isn't going to come from the guy at the gas station. It's like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? You know, like that's, that's not. You know, it comes that's from from the Simpsons from from, <laughs> from a parent or from. You're gonna get us canceled. Yeah, uh, comes from comes from a parent <laughs> or a pastor or didn't, you know. Didn't didn't, didn't even gone. Ain't lost say him. that like his parents owned gas stations because he would make it a joke about. I don't know. Anyways, I'm oh, sorry. That's, sorry, I thought it was funny when he said we, it. We've lost him. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but, well, it's because I was just at a gas station getting these drinks. But anyway, now we're off focus. Now we're never gonna be able to get it back. Yeah, just kidding. But opposition comes from people who are close to us, people who have a say and a value in our heart, right? Because if it's the guy at the gas station, we're like, who cares? It's just some weirdo. Just so you know, for marriage, most of your opposition is going to come from your spouse. Fruit. <laughs> Until you get your marriage right. <laughs> that's true. Well, that, and that's interesting because like, like... Why is that interesting? Well, I'm thinking because like we just have a lot of opposition in our marriage. Yeah. Like I, we used to be... We, Especially we, over where we were going to eat. <laughs> there used to be a lot of opposition, but but now I would say like we function out of a place of unity. And so yeah. like there's situations and there's things, especially like even in this past year I look back on, you know, we, we've had to make some really big choices. Um, we've there, you know, there's just things like that have happened and things and like we've been in unity in every single step of the way. Yeah. There hasn't been a time where it's when I want this and he wants that. And part of that is learning that your spouse is not your enemy. You know, you're not trying to win you're trying to like be at one going the, forward. At the end of the day, they're not. Yeah, they you love them and they right. love you. And so most likely, if you if you stopped and had a rational thought to say, well, they're not trying to kill me. Right. And I'm pretty sure they're not trying to hurt me. Right. And if you if that's the if that if your relationship is like that, then you really need to go seek help. Right. <laughs> but for the but if it's a godly marriage, that's like that's the number like coming together and be like, I know you're not my enemy. I right. know you're not trying to hurt me. I know you don't hate me. Well, and I think like with making big choices too, because apparently now we're on that. I don't know how we got here, but here we are. But like when you're when you're trying to hear the voice of God and you're trying to de- determine certain things in your life, right? Um, it's really good to evaluate like your your own motives, right? It's easy to evaluate your spouse's motives and be like, well, you just want this, like this is what you want. But like first, like you really gotta evaluate your heart, like why is it that you want something or that like whatever? And are you really hearing from God in this, or is it your flesh? Is it your desires for like whatever reason? You know, mm. and kind of have to like check yourself, check your heart. You gotta before, check yourself before you wreck yourself. That's right, you do. You're really distracted right now. You you really I used to say that all the time to the <laughs> yes, students. You did. You gotta check yourself before yes. you wreck it. It's from yes. a song, actually. Yes. So you, you really have to like determine those things before you move forward, and that way that you are like functioning out of a place of unity. And I guess like we're answering this question of like when hardships come or like when you're in trial or, or I guess in transitional times, right? We're still on that question. So, yeah, I guess we yeah. are because like when you're when you're a married couple, you two become one, like I guess the first thing is for your children, like if you're in a time of transition or whatever, is you gotta be in unity in your marriage. Yeah. That like that's because like it's out of that unification that and, like your children are gonna like feel safe and secure and all of that. And back to like um like the Devo aspect. Yeah. Because that's just a, like that has brought a lot of um, unity right. in the relationship was just spending time together. Yeah. Like, even as a family. Right. But just that, that in itself has brought us to a level of, of unity that wasn't obtained just by like, like once we started doing that, there was a shifting, you know? Right. So there's just children coming in and out of our house right now. So yeah. just <laughs> ignore us on our phones because we keep getting notifications from our camera. Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> just, is just, there another question? 
Uh, I don't know. I mean, I was just trying to think of like from a viewer's point of view, like how a viewer's point or of view. a listener's point of view, like how would you like, you know, like how do you continue these things in like a time of trial? Like how do you press in or transition? And I guess we're talking oh. about transition because we're in a time of transition, which is something that we're going to talk about later. And, and with that too, like I was thinking this when, when uh, there was a while back where I got to um, talk about the podcast at mm-hmm. a church event. And I was just talking about how this journey is like, is like we carry around like a garbage bag of just theological thoughts about God on our back. Mm-hmm. And, and for us, this journey has been, and I kind of said this earlier, is where God has revealed himself, not just by what we, the concepts that we had, but through the personal relationship that's that right. we have. Yeah. So like, that, and that's been a cool part of the journey too. So like, when God identifies himself in the Old Testament to his people, right, he, he gives himself a name. Yeah. And that name is always an action. Yeah, that's like, right. When he says like, like we've, we've heard this, we've sung it, Jehovah Jireh, right? He yeah. says, I'm the God who provides. Right. This is the action that I do. This is my character on display. Yeah. And when God does uh, does anything like that, it, 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 like it always comes with a covenant name. Right. And so when we start, when for us, or at least for me, and I'm pretty sure for you too, when we started losing that that the, that garbage bag that was They're just full of, of just a whole bunch of theological ideas about God, we really got to see God for who He truly was and experience mm-hmm. Him. That's right. So it wasn't just Amen. like, God, this is who you are because I've read this or someone right. has told me this or John MacArthur wrote about this or whoever you listen to. I just threw that name out there just because, why not? It's controversial. Um, but, but rather, it was God was stripping away those thoughts and said, I'm not the God of just this person that you have to listen to what they say. Right. But you can experience me. That's right. And that's been a big part of our journey, too. In fact, I was talking to someone about the names of the ministries that we've run. Mm. Right? We had, we had Encounter. Mm-hmm. And, the, and it was to meet God face to face. That's what it was. It, like yeah. Isaac had... Uh, I just it, found our first logo for that today. Yeah, like, like, literally. Like, Jacob had an encounter with the Lord where he met him face right. to face. Moses encountered the Lord and he that's met right. him face to... Like, that's literally what it means to encounter. means to face to face. To meet face to face. And then we, we went and we did that youth conference for the couple of years. Yep. That we, and we called it Collide. Yep. Where heaven and earth meet. Like, and then there's this divine encounter. And then even the, the youth ministry that we've been seeing, overseeing for these past three years, right? We called it Refuge. Yeah. And, it's, and our, our verse was, the, the, the Lord is our refuge mm. and our strong tower. Oh, it's like and a the righteous if you're, if we're literally it, telling like, a story. It's about the presence of God yeah. in, in, the, in, in the encounter through that. that changes every That's in right. fact our first verse I, I i was reading i've been reading in first corinthians for my devotional time and uh, and do you remember our, our verse for encounter 611 yep 611 encounter 611 <laughs> let's see that's how corny we were those were the days okay. encounter 611 but this is what it says it says and some of you used to be like this but you were washed you were sanctified and you were justified in the name of the lord Amen. jesus christ and by the spirit of our God, right. when you have that encounter, you used right. to be like that. But then because of the Jesus Christ and the spirit of God at work in you, you've been washed, you've been sanctified and you were justified. And then again, it goes back into into a living God, an active God. And so, we, you know, we talk about that, especially in certain circles all the time. You know, he's living and he's active. Right. Well, if he's living and active, then then we're going to then we can hear his voice. And, and also we can have like a, there's also like a physical response. Like, you know, it's not just like dry bones, right? It's a, it's an active thing. It's a real thing, right? And so part of that is, is with our kids is like teaching them that, right? That the Holy Spirit, it's a person. It's a person that you're going to come and, and you're going to know his voice. And I think like, that's like, again, what we go back to all the time. We're just always on a circle in this 
the reason for this podcast is because we've had an encounter with Jesus, right? And now we're bringing that to our children and our children are encountering Jesus and being a part of this and, and watching our children in that and watching what he's doing in their lives. I mean, for instance, our daughters, you know, we just said that there's kids coming in and out of our of our building right now. You know, they're essentially walking the town right now with, with two of their friends and they're young, you know, they're, they're young teenagers. And I was thinking today, like how incredible it is, first of all, that they have friends that they can do that. But I was thinking about who they are now at 14 and 12 and who I was at 14 and 12. And I, I was just thinking, you know, I'm not, I'm not worried about them walking. I'm not worried about them going and doing something or like whatever, because I know that they've encountered the living God and I know that they hear his voice and I know that they're going to make wise choices because they have an active relationship with Jesus. And that, that's actually been a really big, like, like for us to see the transformation in their lives and yes. in their heart and in their, it's, it's just so much, I, we say this and, and it's not, it's the, the reality of it is like, is the behavioral modification we as as humans mm-hmm. we do that really well. We have right. systems, governmental systems. I got parenting books and podcasts. Parent, yeah, about how to how to bring about um, behavioral modification that right. doesn't last. Right. And I I was telling the students this. I was like, you think you think this world everybody just tries to be good, but look how messed up the world is. <laughs> yeah. And Paul says that. Right. He says he says, oh wretched man that I am. Right. He says he he actually says I sometimes I do the things I don't want to do and I and I say the things like who can save me from this body of sin. Right. 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 And that's the problem is like, but when God transforms the heart, right, it has a it has a it, it does way more <laughs> than we could ever do with our systems. That might be gyrat. I I'm thinking it is because her brothers just stopped watching her. Don't go check her fast. I will. But it, but that's what it but that's what it does right it, it it totally transforms the heart and out of the out of the abundance of the heart you 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 live out of you flow out of you speak out of like all those things are radically changed when the mind and the heart are transformed by the spirit of God was that her she doesn't know what that was I'm letting it roll because I don't really want to edit it out. <laughs> But like that's that's what it is, right? It's it's like it's like Paul says, like, who can save me from this body of sin? It's, it doesn't matter how good you are, right? Or the best advice of good people, because that's only going to get you so far. This world, I mean, we try to elect the best people to office, right? We try to elect the best <laughs> official. I'm not saying, I mean, like, whatever you want about, like, I, I heard someone say, call him Jerry Outkirk Joe, <laughs> whatever, whatever your thoughts are on him. But when you try to elect the best people, and they run it to the best of their ability, but they're still falling. They're like Paul before encountering Jesus Christ. Oh, wretched man that I am. Who can save me? I Sometimes I lie when I don't want to lie. I, I, do, I do treat, I, I blow up in anger when I don't want to blow up in anger. Who's going to transform my heart? Right. Who's going to do the, the work? And that's the Holy Spirit. And we've seen right. that, we've seen that um, transformation in our kids' and lives. And a lot of it, like I said, when in Romans 12, chapter 1, right? Or chap, Romans 12, not chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. <laughs> it talks about living, a living sacrifices, right. a holy and acceptable, pleasing God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not be conformed to the ways of this world, but be transformed by the right. renewing of your mind. When we do family devos, what we're doing is we are washing their minds with the word. Amen. Their minds are being renewed just as like ours are. Yeah. And like I said, we don't, 
we don't go through it with like some kind of grand plan. Like I don't study the books hours in advance because I want it to be practical. Yeah. I want to just read and just pick up on the nuggets. And that's what we do, just so you know, in the, the playlist of our family devos. Yeah. It's, it's set out like I didn't I don't go through them again. Like I didn't we went through Luke as, as the gospel of Luke as a family and it was awesome. Yeah. And that really launched us off in this. Right. And when we go back or I go back and I do the videos, I didn't like study for it again. I'm just reading it that as day it, yeah. with you. Right. And just looking at the little nuggets that are practically applicable for our lives and that and that's why it always comes to you know like a lot of people will be like well i don't know like that's why you use the devotional that's why they look for the family devotionals because they don't know right you don't know what you don't know but the thing is is that you don't have to know that's why you can study it together as a family you can sit down and say like oh i don't know everything about the bible i don't know i don't know what you know what's the original word for this or like whatever but you can sit down together and god can speak to your family and speak to you directly to you to your family not through somebody else right because sometimes we have that like we 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 trust somebody well sometimes like yeah you you, you have to go to this prophet or this evangelist or yeah. read this book or the, or you know like a, a something <laughs> this used to happen in our previous christian walk all the time like something in the world would happen especially theologically and everybody would be like well what did john piper say you know like has anyone checked in to see john piper's thoughts about this and be like no like you you, you don't have to do that in fact, you can go right to the source and you can go right to Jesus. And we don't have to have that middleman. Like, we don't have to do that. And that's something that we used to do all the time, right? We used to want everybody else's opinions on, you know, especially on, like, where God was calling our family and those things. Because we didn't have it for ourselves. We, did, we didn't know how to dig our own wells and drink from our own wells. So we would go to everybody for advice and thoughts. Or I mean, I'm saying we, I'm talking about me, you know. I would, in every decision of my life, you know. And, and especially... This year, the Lord has really stripped so much of that off. No, mm. you like you, you go to him. I go to him. I go to Jesus, right? And then in Jesus, and then in, in the husband and, and, and wife marriage, which is a big thing too, right? Is that we don't go to outside sources. We don't go to friends. We don't go to any of that. And of course, wise counsel is good. But first we hear from God. We hear from God. And then, and then together we come together in unity. Uh, yeah, and I think, I think a lot of that is because um, people become a crutch. Yes, and so they, they become, and when they're a crutch, they automatically become the source. Right. And I remember, I remember a while ago, like, uh, it was a video that was shared, remember, about, like, it was a worship video. I'm like, this is awesome, this is awesome. And as a worship leader, I saw the video, and God immediately spoke to me. And he says, he said, you need yeah. to dig your own wells. Right, stop trying to, do, don't stop copy and replicate. A, yeah, stop stealing from other people's wells. That's what God's doing there. Right, But you're right. called to the here yeah. to do it a certain way. So stop trying to steal from other people's wells. Mm. I mean, it's okay to go get refreshed. Yeah, and we talk like, about that often. Like when, at other places, like yeah. to go get refreshed. But that's not the, that's, that's, like, that's like the one a day pill. That it's a supplement. It's, like it's a supplement that comes along and, right. and, and really boosts the nutrition. But it's really getting it to the source yeah, and, and creating those wells for yourself because out of you will flow streams of living water. That's what he says to the woman at the well. Right. He didn't say you're going to have to go find some kind of prophet or some evangelist or some... some and now you might say like, well, they're, now they're just being contradictory because they told us <laughs> to go to these things. But no, those things, they're, they're awesome. And God, God, God where there's you hunger, where there's hunger, God responds. Amen. When there's hunger, God responds. That's, right. that's, that's I've seen it with my own eyes. Where there's hunger, God responds. And when there's a lot of people hungry, God really responds. Yeah. And the presence is, is tangible. But, but what I'm saying is like, you need to cultivate, like, cause you'll treat it as an excuse. Yes. Well, if I just get there, then I'll hear from God. Right. When God's saying, right. no, I need if my you, miracle. If I you just wait a get month. here, that's right. Just get here start spending time, start hearing his voice. He'll lead and guide direct you. We've had prayer in our house. 
where there's been healings from the prayer. Amen. That's right. That's the dog. Maybe he has to go outside. Or maybe he's <laughs> locked in that room and he can't get out. But uh, the dog's whining him? in the other room. Do you want me but to like, get him? But, but when, you, when you start being able to hear the voice of God, and God will speak, and God can do those things. Because it's like that verse I read before, right? That there's been certain manifestations of the gifts given, and we don't, we don't just regulate them. The, God, Spirit, the Spirit of God can move in our house. The Spirit of God can move in our family. The Spirit of God can move when we're having family devos. The Spirit of God can move and manifest the gift of healing when someone's sick. I remember, I'll share a story while I'm waiting for Bethany to come back, is when we were down in um, North Carolina visiting her family. Here she comes. Right? Remember, we were down in North Carolina visiting your family, and um, Micah had ear infection, an ear ache that was hurting him. He was crying and weeping in so much pain. He, yeah, he was alone, wasn't he? Yes. Oh, so here he is. You he make might, your... he might make his appearance. Oh, watch out for the drinks. <laughs> but remember, we were down in North Carolina. You can't see him because the camera's too high. And yet he's a giant. He's a huge white fluff ball <laughs> named Shepard. There's his <laughs> mouth. <Joking. laughs> like, headlock. All right. He's just loving. We're so distracted today. But um, but when we were in North Carolina, Shepard makes his first appearance, and all you got to see was a side of his mouth. <laughs> well, they could see the corn. Oh, there he's. Oh, hi. But uh, <laughs> but now he's like he's oh, there. He is. Oh, oh hey, oh. there's the. So we were down in North Carolina for the tenth time. Oh. Um. <laughs> get out of here, monster. And, um, and Micah had a very, very bad earache. Yes. And uh, we decided that we were going to go to um, Walmart. Well, there was a lot going on. Yeah, and we were like, and we were going to go buy something specific. I think it was medicine. Yeah. Which we never opened. Yes. I, yeah. That was like in the, uh, why, why? He's on my arm. This is, you're such a distract. Oh, dude, you're a good boy. Everybody's going to watch. This is going to be our number one episode just because of the dog. <laughs> just because the dog made his appearance. And now that's going to be the name my, of it. Furry, furry family. Uh, <laughs> Uh, okay, go like away. Furry children. Like, people love that. This yeah. is our furry do- child, which our he isn't. fur baby. He's not our fur baby. He's, He's a monster. <laughs> okay, anyway, so there was a lot going on. And so Micah had this earache, and we, we were going to get medicine for him, like ibuprofen or Tylenol, which is not something we really do often. But he was in but a lot he of was pain. In pain. Like, and of course, you know, we're far, we can't get to our doctor or anything like that. You know, he just, he was in pain. And so we said, okay, we got to go get this kid something. Cause he's like in agony, you know, we're sitting at dinner and he's like crying, know, holding he's his weeping. Ear, crying. And, and, um, so we, we went and, and this was during the shortage, you know, there was like a children's ibuprofen or Tylenol shortage. So it was difficult to find. And so we go to Walmart and there's a lot going on and we, we wanted to do soul winning on this trip. Like it was really important to us that we did soul winning on this trip, but we hadn't, did we do it? We hadn't really We tried on the way down. We had tried, but I didn't really get there. And so we, we go, we go in and we, we got two people, right? You led one. I led the other. It was really. I kind of forced you. Yeah, he did. Well, I was struggling. I mean, it, it, it was. You know, it's not, people think it like comes easily or like when you talk about soul winning that you're just like naturally good at it, but no, like it takes like discipline and courage and whatever. And so, but as we're doing that, as we're leading these people to the Lord, getting this medicine, Mike is in the car, all the kids that are in the car, all seven of them, and he's just crying in pain. And of course we're taking a little while cause we don't know the store. We're leading people to Jesus. We're getting things. And, um, and so Lexi, our oldest, uh, calls him up you know we we have a 15 passenger van it's very cliche she calls him up and they begin to pray over him would she read isaiah 53 isaiah 53 over him 
and they prayed. And as they're praying, he hears a pop, right? And I know because we got this message, right? Because we shared the testimony. People are going, oh, his eardrum burst. No, his eardrum did not burst. He's, he's, he's actually had a... He's, we've had that before. We know a little, we have an autoscope. Like we, and then we confirmed it when we got home. His eardrum did not burst, right? He had a pop in his ear. And he said, <laughs> what did it sound like? He said a it thousand, sounded like a million coins from Mario. A million coins from Mario. <laughs> Which is just the typical way anyway. Mike is going to describe anything. <laughs> yeah. And, and all of a sudden he can hear and he feels better and he's not in any pain anymore. Like just, it's just the pain is gone. He's not in any pain anymore. And we come out and they're like, Mike is healed. Mike is healed. And, you know, we're like, oh, well, we got two souls. And it was an incredible testimony. He was, his actually, since then, that kid has not, not had an issue with affection. his ears since, right? Yeah. His ears have been absolutely perfect. He's been completely healed, right? Total, no damage, nothing. I mean, when we talk about healing, we're talking about healing, not just like us thinking it's something now that he, it's not. He has had his eardrum per yes. first before because yes, he, he had an ear infection. Yeah. And so, um, so, I mean, it was just incredible. And actually to this day, like when there's testimony time, like in children's ministry or whatever, he'll be like, one time my ear, and you know, he always goes back to that because he knows and he encountered, he said, this was the pain that I was in. And then we did this. We read Isaiah 53. My siblings prayed over me. We believed in faith at six years old at that time that I was going to be healed and I was healed. And I, yeah. So like it, it does have a, it does have a lasting right effect. So. They, they learn, they learn to, I don't know. They just, it becomes what is difficult for us to start. Well, because there's a childlike faith. Yes. And so like. And I want that. And I, and I think like when we, when we as, as believers, as parents or as teachers or whoever, wherever you are in your stage of life, when you believe something, it's like you believe it. But when you start telling it to your kids, they like grab it almost like, oh yeah, of course God's going to do this. Why yes. wouldn't he? Like I remember. Oh, what's that dog got now? Shepherd. But I remember, um, like, when, like, even when Lila, when she was making the mac and cheese. Remember that? Oh, and yeah. I had gone grocery shopping. I didn't buy milk. Um, we don't really ever buy milk. We don't ever buy mac and cheese. No. No, we don't, actually. But uh, I'm not sure where we got it from, because I don't think we bought it. I think no, somebody gave it to us or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and so she was making this mac and cheese, and I was just like, like, Lila, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I'm making lunch. I was like... What are you making? She's like mac and cheese. I was like yeah, and we don't have any milk. So what are you supposed to do? She's like I don't know. Okay, and and like she's making it on the stovetop, and I'm sitting there, and then all of a sudden I see someone walking around the house. I was like, who the heck is outside our house? And I go to the front door, and there's a gallon of milk, of whole milk. Now we get milk delivered to us not by, like, just kind of randomly. Not by a milkman. No, not by a milkman. <laughs> just some guy in a tr in an old beat-up truck who comes over and drops off produce. Not because we pay anything. Not because we asked anybody. He just does it. It's just yep. ran it's, it, And it's been that way since we've been here. Yep. Um, but, like, he's never dropped off whole milk. Nope. Just that one time. Only 2%, 1%, oh, and a heck of a lot of skim milk. Yeah. Like, that's gross. Yeah. But this time, he dropped off the whole milk, which is what, the only milk that we use. Right. And she was able to have her mac and cheese. Yep. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, God, you must really love her. <laughs> but she, but, but the faith, her level of faith is like, is like so beyond because that childlike faith where they, where, where a parent will say something and they just believe it because, right. well, because what, why wouldn't they believe what you say? Because they love you. Right. That's literally what and comes down parent, to My, my, my kids trust me. I'm not going to stare them wrong because right. I, I, they love me and I, and I wouldn't let anything bad happen to them. Right. So why would I lead them down a road? That's going to be like a dead end. But, but because I'm leading them down that road now, 
right, with the faith, not the dead end, but the, the one that leads <laughs> to life, right? right? It, it's, it's in their life, it's, it's blossoming, blossoming faster because, because we believe it, we've seen it, they believe it, and they've been seeing it even more. Well, even at this time of transition, you know, this time of transition for our family, you know, for our, for our kids, it really is huge because it's their childhood, right? There's things going on that's transitioning in their childhood that's really difficult for them. But what I see is I see kids saying, well, this is what the Lord has said. And so I'm going to trust him in this, that he's going to cover me. He's going to protect me, that he's going to make a way. He's going to make a path and his and doors are going to be, you know, greatly opened. And uh, just seeing like their, their response and their spiritual maturity in that. Yeah. Right. Is that like, you know, when we, when we came to them, we said like, God is, God is speaking to us. And this is, that's Jaira. That has to be Jaira. Jaira. check it? Nope. As the door is like uh, yeah. rumbling Sorry. down there. I, I don't know why we've had so many interruptions this episode. I don't know. But, but when we came to our children, we said, the Lord is speaking to us. And he's been speaking to us for a while. And this is, this is what we're, we're, this is what he's saying, right? They didn't, they didn't argue with us. They didn't say, but we don't want that or anything like that. To, to them, they just said, okay. And then they trusted us, and they're still trusting us, even though it's big and it's hard. But, but also they know that, like, the things we do, like, we don't do, like, we believe, and they believe. So, like, it, they don't, it's kind of interesting. So our kids gotten to the point where they don't, they don't just rely on our faith. Yes. They believe for themselves. Right, amen. And that's, that's been a really cool transition. Mm. Um, and... And so, yeah, but, and that's just the way it is, but, yeah. but all that just like, it, it had to start somewhere. Yeah. It had to start somewhere. It, it's not just like overnight, like just as God's leading, led us on this journey. Right. Yeah. And, and we, and we've been leading our kids. Like, it's like what Paul says, he says, follow me as I follow Christ. As I'm following, I think they're trying to open that door down at the bottom of the stairs yes. and shaking that other door. But, uh. Just so you know. Kids in uh, and out of this building. But like when Paul says like, I'm following Christ. He's the shepherd that's leading me. And you're, you're under me. Mm-hmm. You're, you're mine, my, my flock. Mm. Now you follow me as I follow him. And we're both going to go down this road together. And, and I, think, I think that's key, especially in parenting or pastoring too, just so yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Like, that, like to, but in parenting, because in a sense, parent, parenting is similar to pastoring because you have to love the sheep yeah you have to pr- protect the sheep you have to provide for the sheep you have to lead them to the well, places that god's the, that god's bringing them but like in that when you're parenting you're, you're bringing your kids along that and you and you're explaining those things to them why we do the things we do right so why are we doing this it's because this is what god has said in his word and this is why we're, it's not just because i say so like even even when it, i was thinking about this too god the good father mm-hmm. Like, when he says to love one another, he doesn't just say, it's because I said so. Right. He says, actually, I'm going to display my love for you right. in Jesus. And then Jesus is going to be the ultimate example of how you love. Mm. In First John, we just read that with the youth, right? Mm. That, that this, is, this is how we know love. Right. That he laid down his life for us, and we ought to do the same for each other. Well, and you think of, like, with, like, pastoring, right? It's very similar to, to parenting. But there's, a, there's probably a reason why in Scripture that they say that the Lord said you have to have your, your household in order 
to be to be a leader, you know, to be. And yeah. then you look at that. Well, because he says, "How are you and, supposed to manage God's Titus, household if you right, can't manage, if you can't your, own manage your own house?" And like I guess, like Timothy. for us, that's something that we tried to do for a long time. Is that we we didn't, you know, our kids weren't out rebelling, rebelling. They weren't doing drugs and whatever. They were little, but like, and they were good kids. And they were good kids. Yeah. But like they, but our house, our spiritual house was not in order, right? We were not in order. We weren't in order individually together or then in our parenting, right? And so, and and we've talked about this before too. Like, you know, there was a separation in ministry and in family, right? It was easy to minister to to our students and to our church body, but it it was, when it came to home, there was like a spiritual neglect in there. And yeah, we did good things. We brought our kids to Sunday school and, you know, we had Christian books and, you know, all of those things, but, but we weren't investing into their walk right and we weren't we weren't living our lives in overflow we were living our lives in half empty and so therefore our children were getting nothing in that i think i think some of it too is when we were at that like in the book of revelation he talks to one of the churches and he i think it's the ephesus it is ephesus because paul commends them for their love and then in ephesus in the book of romans and the book of Revelation, not Romans, um, Jesus is saying, you've forgotten your first love. Mm. And, right. and I think that that is for us. I remember reading that on the back porch. I remember sharing yeah. it with you. Yep. And, uh, and, and it was like. In our very hard trial. Yeah, very hard trial. And I was sitting there and I was just like, I was like, and I had woken up early that day because I said, God, I need to meet with you mm. because it was a hard time in our life. Like we had, we'd lost everything. Right. And I remember, and I'm just going to pull it up right now, real mm-hmm. fast. And I just remember being on that back porch, and I said, God, you got to speak to me something. Yeah. Because if you don't speak to me, like, I'm dead. Like, I, I just, right. it was just so hard. Right. And so I remember waking up extra early before the sun came out. I went out on the back porch. I sat there, and I just, for some reason, I went to, Ephi- uh, to um, Revelation, which is a weird <laughs> book to go to. Like, when you're like, God, speak to me. But I mean, okay, I guess it's all God's word, right? right? Yeah. And, but he says, he says this, he says, write to the angel of the church in Ephesus, and thus says the one who holds the seven stars in his right hand, and who walks among the seven gold lampstands, I know your works and your labor, and you and your endurance, and that you cannot tolerate evil people. You have tested those who have called themselves apostles and are not, and you have found them to be liars. I know that you have perceived and endured hardship." For the sake of my name, and you have not grown weary. And then he, and I was like, like they had the actions right. Yeah, that's right. They had the actions looked right. They looked really good. They looked really good. They yeah. were doing the things that were supposed to be done. And that was like our life. We right. looked good. Right. Like we were, the Pharisees looked good. Yeah, that's right. To everybody else, they looked good. And then, and then this hit, and, and this is what actually I felt relief when it was, when I read it, because I felt like God was saying to me, he says, but I have this against you. You've abandoned the love that you had for me. Mm. That's right. And I was like, and in that moment, I was like, there it is. God, I know the solution to the problem. And that was really the kickoff of this journey. Yeah, that's right. Was getting back to that first love. And God had to remove all those things, all the, the, like I said, the religious practices, the, the theological concepts that I had down. I was, I mean, I was reading books. I was, I'm, I'm in my master's program. But it took him saying, you've forgotten your first love. That's right. And that was really the kickoff. I, I was just thinking about this today. Like when, when like God started speaking. Yeah, that's right. Or you could and actually I ran hear up to you, And I went up to you at that, that same moment. I said, Bethany, I know our problem. <laughs> like we can fix this now. Like, yeah. and, and for most, it's be like, well, that's a hard rebuke. But no, for me, for me, it was like, that's where I left him. 
Right. And now I can go back to that first love right. and I can make Amen. right the things I need to make right. And that's really been the spiritual journey. Yeah. That's been this whole journey is to get back to the first love. It's not about the religious practices. Yeah. Because you can do those all day long, but if you if, if you don't love the Lord with all your heart, which is a message I keep telling the youth, yeah. if you don't love the Lord with all your heart, then it doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter. Because Jesus, Jesus even says, if you keep my commands, you love me. That's right. And so it's it's not just, it's like God doesn't want love just... Love is a choice. Yeah, I said that this past love week. Love is a choice. You have to choose. Yeah, and it, so it's not just about having the right practices down. Right. It's about the love of God that makes you do the things you do. Right. Want to know why I obey God? Want to know why we do family devos? Want to know why we travel to these places? Isn't because of the religious practice of it. Right. Isn't, it isn't. Not the feel good. It's the love that I have Amen. for God. That's right. It's the love that I have for, I want my kids to know the love of God in yeah. their life and them to love God even more than I did. Right. And so, so I, I, I was just thinking about that when we were talking, like how that brought me back to that moment where I was like, God, what is going on? What have I done wrong? Mm. Where did I leave you? And, right. and he's like, you just forgot. Right. Well, and this goes back to the very, very beginning to our, to our introduction. We never shared that story, by the way. Yeah, but this goes back to our very beginning to the introduction is that this isn't a how-to podcast or ministry. This isn't take this step, this step, and this step, right? The first thing is you got to get back to his love and you got to fall in love with Jesus and you got to walk in that love so you can lead your family in that way. You know, we, we say that we're a parenting podcast and that we're raising the revival generation. It's about that revival generation. But first, it's about you. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's about and whoever you are, your mother, grandmother, pastor, teacher, whatever you are, whatever role you are at, student, because I know we got students to live at. First thing first is you got to fall in love with Jesus. Right. And so and it's going to the steps that we've taken in our life is not always going to be your steps. Right. It's, you know, our journey is very uniquely our own and your journey is very uniquely your own. And God is writing your story and you just got to you just got to trust him and walk exactly where he leads you. And, and we wouldn't be doing like the podcast. It's, mm-hmm. it's like a, this is like a retrospect podcast. I don't know what you would call this. But we're looking back and just kind of looking over the past few years, which this would have been great for episode one. Season yeah, two. <laughs> but um, we just do what the Holy Spirit tells us to. Yeah. But, but this, if it, this, if we didn't take the step for that journey, mm-hmm. then this podcast wouldn't be. That's right. Yeah. This, this very ministry wouldn't be. Yep. Because God would still be trying to get us to the point where we could get to that place where right. we're walking with our first love. Right. And, and again, you know, we've said this, especially in the beginning episodes is that we're not all there yet. We're on this journey. You know, our children are not, are not raised yet. Some are, but, or one is, <laughs> but, but we're not, we, you know. We're, and she loves Jesus. And she loves Jesus and her husband loves Jesus and they have incredible, an and incredible all, future. And, and to tell you the truth, the crazy thing is that all the, all the statistics and all the odds were stacked against her. Yes, that's right. All of them. All of them. Like if you, it, her testimony is, is one of. We had to have her on. Yeah, I guess. Well, we can have both on because they're married now. If she'll come. Yeah, and. But like her testimony is one where the odds are stacked against you, but God is greater. Amen. And so, yeah. Yeah. And he's doing big things and he's not done with them yet. In fact, they're just at the beginning. And yeah. it's really cool to watch and walk alongside them. And, and if ever you think parenting ends when your children get married, it doesn't. It no. changes, but it doesn't end. No. Um, and, uh, but it, you know. And, and the, other, the other aspect of it too is like, it's like your walk with God doesn't end either. That's right. Mm. Like don't don't think that you've obtained something. Yeah. 
Because I, I, I just think, always more. I just think of like when Paul's writing to the Philippians, right? And he's saying, he's like, I've accumulated all this stuff in this world. Mm. I had the title. Right. I had the job. Right. I had the religious position. I, I was a, I, he says, I was a Pharisee among Pharisees. I was zealous for the things of God. And he says, but once I tasted, once I saw Jesus, mm. he said, all that other stuff fell into its right perspective, which it was just garbage. Mm. He said, I would give anything just to obtain that, that, he says, just that I might know him. That's right. Amen. And, that, and once again, that word know isn't just like to know of about. Him or in like, your brain. Yeah, or to hear someone talk about him. He's talking about obtaining him through experience. Yeah. Right. That I might know him, that I could taste and see, that I could encounter him in such a real way. And then he goes on, to, and so when you were talking about like our journey's not done, that's the Apostle Paul. Yeah. Scripture, missionary trip, Paul. Writing scripture, <laughs> right, Paul. Right. Preaching so long, someone falls asleep Paul. and dies, Paul, and then he right. raises him back to life. <laughs> like that, Paul is saying that I could just obtain him. Like that's the that's goal of the faith. a great scripture when people complain about how long church service goes. Yeah, at least he didn't fall out a window and die. <laughs> but, that, but that's the object of our faith. It's not, it's not a religious yeah. system. It's not, it's not any of that. It's a person. Yes. It's Jesus Christ. And, and what you'll find too is like, when you know him and you encounter him in in that real way, and I'm even really talking about like a physical way, right? You recognize his presence more and more. Because so many times you talk about with people, it's like, how do you how do you know you're hearing from God? How do you know you hear from God? Well, like he's he's a person, right? And so when he enters the room, you you know it. You know like, oh, there you are. Oh, okay. And so you know, in, in being filled with his presence, there he is, Shepherd. This is. The famous store, famous dog who opens doors. That's why he's in here right now, so he won't open the door and leave. But you, <laughs> you are distracting. He also, me. he also, uh, his his paw has healed because he got hit by a car because he ran yeah. away, and now he he's a lot less to run away. He stayed actually the other day. He got out. He's gotten out twice, and he was sitting he on the front porch out. for a half hour just because he won't leave the yard because he's scared <laughs> of cars now. That's what happens when you get run over. I like I like that the dog has made it on the podcast before most of the children. I know, you, yeah. <laughs> get, get your head out of here. Um, but you were saying, <laughs> I'm completely gone. He stinks. This is hot. <laughs> this episode has had so many interruptions. Like I, hand. like we haven't had this. He's fighting me. Get out of here. <laughs> Go. Go. He Go. Wanted, he wanted no. to get playful with me for a minute. He tried Go. to like, nibble on my hand. Go. Oh. No. <laughs> Be a listener. Oh my goodness! Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay, that's weird. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, you you get to know its presence and, and know who He is. Like it's not just again, it's not just knowing Him in your head it, or reading about Him. Like it's it's different when you know Him. Just like I know when you walk in a room, I know you. Yeah. I know you. You know, and you're my husband. So like it's a deep, deep level of knowing, right? And so I know your presence. So even in a crowd. I'm going to know who you are. And, and, and I can discern your voice over anybody else's. And, like a mother can hear... Sorry. Oh, no, keep going. I'm sorry. It's like a mother knows the cry of her child, right? Yeah. If you, you know, and that happens. I mean, I've experienced that so many times in my life. You can, you know, all the moms stop and listen and go, oh, that's mine. And, you know, you go and you check because you know the cry of your child. Well, it's the same, you know, when the Holy Spirit comes. You know his voice because you know his presence. And, and I think, I was just thinking like, and when you know God and when you, when you really start like, when you really start experiencing him, because like I said, God reveals himself through yeah. his, his character, is his nature, and it's how yeah. he responds. Even the name Jesus. Amen. 
the name Jesus, like when God says, like he reveals himself, the name Jesus means the Lord saves or the Lord is salvation. Yeah. Like that name is specific to the characteristic and the display of God's love. Like it's not an accident. And, um, but, but like as you learn to grow in, in, in him and as you hear his voice and as he begins to reveal himself and it's not really a revealing, this is something else. Like the Bible says that the knowledge of the glory of the Lord is going to cover the earth like the waters cover the sea meaning mm-hmm. that there's no separation between the water and the sea yeah the sea and the water are wa- water is sea like it, it <laughs> like it doesn't get separated out that's just the right. way it is and he says the the knowledge or the awareness is the other another translation says it's mm-hmm. the it's the knowing of god's presence right is going to cover the earth like the water covers the sea so it's not that god changes right it's not that that his character changes or that he's far away at some points and closer at others it's actually our awareness of him right our eyes become open and like the scales just fall away, and then we'll be, we're able to see and hear and experience the things of God. And as you do that, this is the crazy, this is a, not the crazy thing, but a really cool thing is that you begin to grow in your trust of Him. Yeah, that's right. You be, because you know He's good, right, because you've experienced right. His goodness, you know that you can trust Him in all circumstances. And then it's almost like it gets easier. Right. So like when the Bible says to trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, in all your ways acknowledge Him and He will make straight your path. That's easier when you know who God, when you know the God who is the provider, when you know the God who is the healer, when you know that He's the God who makes a way where there seems to be no way, when you encounter Him as the refuge that you can run to in your times of trouble. Like it's and it's like when you when you look at Scripture and you look at the real life people and their real life stories, like the Lord always does something unique. He doesn't ever do the same thing in in people's lives, but usually what happens in people's lives, it's totally unexpected and it's totally beyond man's logical viewpoint and it's like that in 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 our life well i guess i'll just speak for ourselves in our lives is that many times or what's happening in our life right now is that what the lord is speaking doesn't really make any sense in our puny little human brains we're going like well this isn't logical this is what we lose this is like you know whatever like who does this like who why you know why are you calling us to do this like who does that but, but that's like trusting him and knowing him because when you know him and you've experienced him and, and you have this intimate personal relationship with him that is a, a living thing, right? It becomes, I guess, a little bit easier to trust him when he says, do this incredibly crazy thing that doesn't make any sense, that everybody is saying, this is crazy. I can't believe you're doing this. Why are you doing this, right? Because you say, well, this is what the Lord has said and I trust him and I know that he has good plans for me and I know that he's going to prosper me and I know that he loves my family and that this is just the beginning and whatever you know, whatever happens next is gonna be profoundly incredible because it's his will and it's what he wants. Yeah, and, and then it comes back to that childlike faith. Right. Because like our kids know we love them they're going to trust us and things right. and because we know God loves us right we can trust him that's right even when it's crazy yeah we can trust him we say God I know you love me even yeah. though even though some of it is really getting in tune spiritually mm. so if you're spiritually dead they gets the lord is spirit mm. and so that's where a lot of that comes from like reading your bible and praying and spending time because he's spirit right when jesus talked to nicodemus he said you're going to be born again spiritually Flesh gives birth to flesh, mm-hmm. but spirit gives birth to spirit. Right. And so if you're spiritually dead or you're not doing those things that, that feed your spiritual being, right? Like the word of God, prayer, yeah. worship, and right. being like those things, then you're not going to have that. You're not going to be able to. And that was part of our journey was building that, feeding yeah. the spiritual. Right. Mm. Was, and, and getting that, that spirit that was born again back to being healthy. Yeah. 
And so if you're not in that place, then it's going to be really hard to trust. That's right. It's going to be really hard to believe. It's going to be really hard to see. And to even discern his voice. Yeah. Right? If you're not in that, then because, you know, if it's not the Holy Spirit, what spirit is it? Because it's the Spirit, you know? So you, you have to learn to discern that. Well, another, like when it talks about you having the mind of Christ. Yeah. It talks because you have the Spirit, you have the mind of Christ. Right, that's right. But if you're not in, if you're not, like I said, if, you're, if your spirit's like bulimic and almost dead on the dying because it hasn't had any nutrition or, or you haven't spiritually like, like nurtured like your, yourself spiritually, like then, then it's going to be hard to trust God. Huh. It's going to be hard to walk yeah. with God. It's going to be hard to believe because like all that comes through faith. Hmm. You, you believe in faith. We're called to walk in faith, believe in faith, live by faith. And that's all spiritual. And the Spirit gives us the gift of faith. And yeah. so, like, if you're, not, if you're not in tune with the Spirit or your Spirit, or, or, like, it's like a baby, right? When you had a baby, you didn't just leave it on the floor. <laughs> yep. Because That's what's right. that baby in a week? Right. Yeah. It's the same thing with us spiritually. Like, you're born again. Like, and, and Nicodemus is like, well, how can that be? I can't go back and my mother be born like that. He's like, no, it's spiritual. Right. And just as you nurture a baby... You nurture your spirit, mm. and that spirit grows, and it grows, and it grows, and it grows, and God continues to invest, God continues to pour in through His Holy Spirit and empower you to live a certain way, and that's why we walk by the Spirit and not by the flesh. You know, you just reminded me of something. Um, I was a part of ministry for a very long time, uh, particularly for for motherhood, and one of the things that I used to say all the time is that you know, like early like motherhood, like when you just have your baby and your kids are young. It's like spiritual, like anemia, like you're just like anemic, like you're, you're starving, right? And that's just how it is because your children are young and you can't sit through the services and like whatever, and you don't have time. And I, I don't know, as you're like saying that, like it just reminds me of like how, how toxic the church can be sometimes that like, no, like that's ridiculous. Like it's ridiculous to just be like, well, you're in your early motherhood years and it's just what it is. And like someday you'll get it when your kids are grown and like don't buy into that lie. And I don't know why, I don't know who I'm speaking to right now, but I like I feel it in my spirit is that like don't don't buy into that lie just because your children are young that this is the way it has to be. And in fact, it should be on the flip side. It should be even more so as you're in, investing in taking care of these younglings, right? That that you're, you're spirit filled and that you are full and that you're overflowing and not just dry. And like, that's just how it'll be until your kids are teenagers and then you're teenagers will be rebellious and then well good luck but that's also what a shallow view yeah, but that's, of the cross but a lot <laughs> just of so times, you know, like like when like if it like when jesus is on the cross and he's saying that he's the god who binds broken hearts sets captives right. free um adopts us into the family yeah. like what a shallow view of the cross to be like well because this is who you are this is the way you're this always is gonna just be. the stage you're in yeah like that and that and that that just reminds me of like how much like i i hate the like cup talk like you know you motherhood and this is always the mothers we can't pour from an empty cup was on and on and on and then you have like there's posts like on facebook right and it's like you can pour from an empty cup you know like and it's like like like, can can we stop with the actually you can only pour from an overflowing cup because if you pour from a full cup you're empty 
it's just what it is. It's just what it is. Like so, like just stop with the cup talk unless you're talking about overflowing because it's the only way it works. It's the only way because that constant pouring into your life um, it, instead of just like, well, I'm all gone. You know, I've poured everything out into my children. Now there's nothing left. Now I'm depleted and and I'm just going to be depleted. And that's just what it is. Nutritionally and spiritually, I'm just depleted. And that's really like like motherhood. And this could be like a whole other episode. It's like, and that's that's that is, that is what is sold to Christian motherhoods is that you're depleted. You're going to be depleted. Good luck. Try to get your five minutes in of alone time. With your kids? No, with Jesus. Oh. Or by yourself. Sorry. that I cut that off weird. Yeah, you did. Anyway, did. we can wrap this one up. Well, I was just going to say, like, <laughs> like, back to what we were saying, is that, like, the source of life for us is the same source of life for our kids. Amen. That's right. And so it's always going to be Jesus. Yeah, that's right. And just Amen. as like you think of you think of people that are your friends or whatever uh, that don't believe, mm. the goal is to get them to Jesus. That's right. It's to it's to have them meet Jesus, mm. and then that changes everything. Yeah, them. that's right. Um, and and just so you know, like those people who said like like this is the way it's always going to be, that's why the Holy Spirit is so important in the child's life. Right. It's so like. So that when they do become teenagers, I can't tell you how many people just wait until they become teenagers oh, and they're so that. defined and all no, this other stuff. Shut up. And it's like it's like, but how shallow of, of a view of the cross and of the power of the Holy Spirit <laughs> do you have? That's right. That you're gonna speak that. That's right. Because it's God who transforms heart. When when T- Peter's writing to Tim uh, Paul, when Paul's writing to Timothy, he's saying, "Don't let anybody look down on you because of yeah, your youth." Ridiculous. But you set the example because that's the right. same Spirit that's at work in me is the same Spirit that's at work in you. Right. And so it's understanding that is that is that that God's at work in their life. That's why it's so important. Like people mm-hmm. can say all they want. People are the Bible says this: let God be true and every man a liar. Like and I and I stand on that. So if they say something yeah. contradictory to the Spirit or to the Word of God, you're a liar. That's right. Don't don't be pronouncing your little voodoo over my kids. Like you shut up because they have the Holy Spirit and they pray in power and they read their Bible. Right. And right. and like I said, it, it, that's been a a process that we had to. Go down ourselves so that we could first. so that we could pass it on to them. That's right. But now, like I'm just thinking of Lila. She wakes up because one of her friends grabbed it, got a hold of it. Amen. And now, so Lila is homeschooled, and she's committed to waking up at six in the morning so that she can do devotions with That's her right. friend over the phone because her friend grasped it. Right. And saw so, and and it, it clicked. And something happened. And yeah. something happened. And now they're doing devotions together. Six o'clock. So in the don't morning. tell me that like that, that's just the way it's going to be. Right. No, God changes everything. That's right. The Amen. Holy Spirit changes everything. That's right. And uh, and so like just it, that's an encouraging word for you guys. Just so you know. Yeah. It, it, it it's got to start somewhere. That that's the first thing I feel in my spirit. It's got to start somewhere. Yep. Start with yourself. Start reading your Bible. Yeah. Start praying. Amen. And then and and pray to the God that you know. Hmm. The God of the, the God of the Bible. Like that's that's Hebrews eleven six. Yep. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Mm. Because if, if someone's going to draw near to God, first they have to believe that He exists. And I always say this to our students, and I say it to my kids, it's not just any God exists. Mm, that's right. Right? It's not the transgender God of the nature or whatever right. they're praying to in all those like Some weird, other God. weird Episcopal churches. Right. Where it's not any of that. It's, it's the God of the Bible. That's right. It's Amen. the God who created Man and woman in his image, and he breathed his breath of life into them. And when they mess up, it's the God who said, I'm going to provide a sacrifice for you. Mm. And it's going to come through the woman. And it's the God who provided Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. It's the God who parted the Red Sea. It's the God who, 
who, um, who quenched the fires. It's the God who raised the dead, who gave the widow back her son. Amen. It's the God, it's that God That's right. who has revealed himself that we come to. He's in the to. room, yeah. The God of the Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides, Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals, Jehovah Shalom, the Lord our peace, hmm. Jehovah, whatever you want to call him. Uh, there's a ton of them and I can't pronounce them right, but I have them written down in my Bible. Nisi, I like that yeah, one. The Lord, our banner, our yep. refuge. That's right. Our strong tower. Mm. Yep. And uh, and so it's it's remembering that that's the God who we go to. That's right. The Lord who Amen. is our shepherd. If you have if you have any prayer, just wake up in the morning and say, thank you God that you are my shepherd. Mm. And because you are my shepherd, I lack nothing. That's right. Because I know you are my <laughs> shepherd, I lack nothing. And so just understand that. Begin somewhere and begin with God and go to him. Right. Start calling him by his name. I, I I can't tell you how many times I remember sitting on our. I need to cut it off short. Or cut it off eventually because we're getting longer. <laughs> but I remember sitting at our table and I was sitting there and it was before a Sunday service and I was just sitting there with my Bible and I was praying. I was reading, and God said, "I have a name." Mm. And you're like, "Well, what's his name?" <laughs> like <laughs> he has a lot of names in the Bible. But what he was right. saying was is that he has a personal name for people who are in covenant with him. Right. And his name is his character. Yeah. And that's when I wrote down the names of God in my Bible. Amen. I said, God, you are my Jehovah Jireh. Amen. You have a name. That's right. You are Jehovah Rapha. You have a name. Yeah. You are Jehovah Nissi. You have a name. You are Jehovah Shalom. You have a name. Hmm. And, and, I, and, and it's, it, I was writing them down in my Bible. Actually, the Bible's over somewhere. I don't know where it is, <laughs> but it's not the Bible I have in my lap. But I was writing them down because he said, Jason, I have a name. Hmm. And you can call on my name. Amen. And so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll just leave it with that. Amen. And that came all because <laughs> the journey that God's brought us on. That's right. Well, thank you for tuning in to this episode. It's kind of a, a recap episode of just what God has done and uh, just the purpose for this ministry and for this podcast. We are believing incredible things. Um, I know I want <clears throat> to recognize that in our last episode, we shared that in this episode, we would have a very special announcement. And unfortunately, we do have to just put that off one more episode. So in the next episode, it is going to be there and uh, it's going to be a celebration. And we are really excited to share with you guys on really what's next for Revival Generation Ministries, but also what's next for our, our family. family. Um, and, you know, you might have picked it up in this episode. He talks about it a lot. Yeah. Jinx. What? I can't talk. I just watched Bluey. Oh. Remember? And, he's, and I said that it was funny because he's like, he was talking to the kids. He's like, and then they would say Jinx. And then you weren't able to talk forever. And the girls go, oh. <laughs> We love Bluey. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, now you threw me off. But anyway, it's coming the next. Spend this whole Here, wait, 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 wait. I want to do it because I threw you off. I don't know which one. That doesn't even work for this. It just went, wah, wah, Yeah, but that doesn't even work wah, for this. But I just heard it. And oh, we should have done that every time the up. dog walked into the frame. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, so next episode, be looking for it. You'll see because, you know, it's going to be titled that, you know, we've just, we've got great things. Please be in prayer for us, for our family and for this ministry as uh, we are reaching around the world 
and it is incredible on what God is doing here and where he is taking this ministry. We're, I mean, we're really excited. If you want to partner with us, you can do so. There's links below with our cash app. And, um, and I think that we're setting up just another way to be able to partner with us a little bit easily, easier um, to be a monthly partner. And you can do that via PayPal. Um, but we're going to get that set up for this next episode. But if this ministry has blessed you and you want to see uh, this become more and, and more accessible to all people around the world, um, then, you know, consider sowing a seed and partnering with us today. Yeah. And, and, um, and just so you know, as of right now, as we just yeah. began this episode, I'm going to end it the same way. We are only 11, 11 subscribers away from 400, which is like a milestone for us on, yep. on YouTube. The and goal then, is to get to a thousand. So there you go. Goal is to get to a hundred thousand. Yes. A hundred thousand. We want, we want families to we be empowered. We believe in big things. Yeah. We want families. We we want families to be empowered to, uh, especially parents, to raise their kids in such right. a way that when their kids go to school, the gates of hell tremble Woo. and salvation happens in those hallways. Amen. That's the power yeah. of the Holy Spirit in their life. Um, where 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 people are trying to push drugs, our kids are going to be pushing the Holy Spirit and seeing lives transformed. And that's what we're beginning to see, right now. Amen. And that's what we're believing is going to happen, you know, for this country, from the United States, for Canada, for Mexico, for everywhere, is that families are going to get lit up. Families are going to get lit up. Children are <laughs> going to be lit up. And, and what the world has planned is going to be prevented and halted because we're, we're raising a Holy Spirit generation of children. Yeah. And yeah. And the and gates parents. Of, and, and understand this. This says, this says, uh. Elisha did with the did with his servant, and he opened his eye. He said he prayed to God. He said, "God, help them to see that those who are with us are greater than those who are against us." Amen. That's and right. If, and I'm gonna just tell you this: if God is for you, then who can stand against? That's right. You? Amen. In your parenting, in your kids' lives, walk by the Spirit, and you'll see the physical world just kind of fade away. Yes, that's right. And you'll see a God who holds all things together. Yeah. And it, he works things out for your good and for his glory. And one last thing, it's never too late. No. No matter what stage of I life like you're we're in. doing this all over again. It's never <laughs> too late. I said we need to film more than one episode today. So. Yeah, you guys get extra bonus content. At all the right. End. Anyway, so, yeah, close it out. We're going to end it. If you'd like to partner with us, please feel free. Partner with us. So into this. So into the ministry. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and yeah. Amen. And may and may it come back a hundredfold. A hundredfold. Amen. Yeah, we, we, so we pray, believe we, we believe well, the word for, of God. We pray over it. Actually, we I had a wait. Hang on. Someone's going to be listening. And they today sewed <laughs> <laughs> one crimpled up dollar. <laughs> Amen. And I told them I would pray that they receive a hundredfold back. Yeah, that's right. So, we, anyways, we All love right. you guys. God loves you, and just uh, keep following after Him. Amen. It's new. I don't, I don't know. like that one. Fine. It's like a, it's like a, a gang symbol. That's right. Our <laughs> peeps. The Raising the Revival Generation peeps. Bye. <laughs>